From food to vehicles, manufactured products are at the core of our daily lives. A long-running SWRI program supports manufacturers, boosting business and improving profits, processes, and products. We're highlighting the Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center and its contributions to manufacturing and the workforce. Next on this episode of Technology Today. We live with technology, science, engineering, and the results of innovative research every day. Now, let's understand it better. You're listening to the Technology Today podcast, presented by Southwest Research Institute. From deep sea to deep space, we develop solutions to benefit humankind. Transcript and photos for this episode and all episodes are available at podcast.swri.org. Share the podcast and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. Hello and welcome to Technology Today. I'm Lisa Pena. We use manufactured goods every day. Manufacturing contributes to jobs, the economy, and impacts our way of life. The Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center at SWRI supports manufacturers with training and technology. SWRI Senior Program Manager, Engineer, and TMAC South Central Regional Director Bill Rafferty joins us now to discuss the center's impact, mission, upcoming events, and more. Thanks for joining us, Bill. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me on your program. So, Bill, I want to start with the big picture. Uh, tell us about the vital role manufacturers play in our communities and in our lives, and how did you get involved in manufacturing? Uh, manufacturing has always been uh, of interest to me because, by definition, you take raw materials and create finished goods and therefore create value. So, with that, there's a tremendous opportunity and there's uh, great careers in manufacturing. And uh, I got involved with the uh, Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center some almost 25 years ago. And uh, it's really grown on me because of the opportunities really for the workforce, as well as a means of a connection back to the Institute. Manufacturing is really important to our way of life. And most of us don't realize it. Could you shed some light on the importance of manufacturers and manufacturing? Sure. And actually, it's become uh, more in the mainstream discussion these days. There's a lot of uh, Concern about uh, reshoring and bringing back manufacturing domestically here. And so the excitement around manufacturing is really that there's great opportunities again for the workforce and creating those goods because it quickly becomes kind of an issue of national security as well as an opportunity for young folks finding uh, interesting careers. And when we're talking about goods, I mean, we're talking about everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the Central Texas area, which is the area that this TMAC program serves, uh, everything from aircraft to vehicles. We have at the Toyota plant down south of San Antonio to Samsung with uh, the production of chips up in the Austin area to even windmills out in San Angelo. All right. Again, manufacturing, manufacturers, important to our way of life. What are some challenges in manufacturing today? You know, the number one thing that I hear from our uh, customers is really the challenge to acquire and retain talent. Um, one of the things that manufacturing kind of struggles with is kind of a negative stigmatism about being a dull and dirty profession. But really, it's uh, lots of opportunity for young people because of all the 
new tools. You think of all the technologies, robotics, automation, software, et cetera, really is uh, great opportunities for production to increase its efficiency and really uh, an opportunity for young people to get involved, use their uh, talents, their problem-solving skills, and really forge really great and fantastic careers for both themselves and their family down the line. So it's not just about being stuck in a factory all day. There's so much more to it. Yeah, no, you think of some of those old uh, uh, images of factories with steam and grime. And there are some still uh, remaining factories that are hot. But for the most part, there's great opportunities with air conditioning. Um, Some of the user interfaces are very similar to your phone. That's how you control a robot. Uh, So, yes, there's a... and. I think the education system has been a little too highly focused on the four-year degree. So there has been a a shift recognizing the need for, you know, career and technical education and that talent to serve manufacturers. So, again, yeah, there's just a lot of uh, job openings right now for – and you can step in without any experience. If you want to work hard, there's great opportunity. And, and I'll digress for a second, a little story, but it's, it's one of the professions that you can step in without any skills, willing to work as in the lowest level assembler, but maybe retire as a plant manager, you know, in contrast to say like life sciences where you need a degree, et cetera. But yes, you can work through their continuing ed and really uh, forge a fantastic experience and career. A lot of upward mobility. Yes. Thank you for that foundation about manufacturing, and it's a great place to get started uh, to hear more about the Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center. So tell us about the TMAC. What is its mission? How big is your team? And tell us about your coverage area, South Central region. Sure. And and maybe I'll I digress a little bit, kind of a big picture. This is part of a, a national program based in the Department of Commerce known as the Manufacturing Extension Partnership. And the MEP was uh, founded back around 1988. And with uh, they were recognizing that Japan was producing these small cars that had high quality, affordable, and really a great product. So that uh, concern, Japan was really thriving. And domestically, we were concerned, our, our government was. so. And part of the challenge there was, hey, there's some great quality strategies, production strategies. How do we provide access to those technologies and strategies at the lower level. In some ways, it kind of paralleled to uh, agricultural extension centers where you were farmers were in, in trying to the better ways to grow cop, crops, excuse me. Um, but so this, was, in fact, it was originally called the Industrial Extension Center. Anyway, so for more far-reaching history. Uh, but here locally, it's, uh, there's 51 centers now equivalent to the TMAC program, which stands for the Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center. And uh, it's designed, again, to be local resource, local affordable resources for uh, better strategies and technology to increase efficiency. And uh, interesting now, we're really uh, concerned more about the competition with China. So we've shifted Japan actually has kind of declined because of really it comes down to demographics, but their population hasn't grown. So they haven't been able to compete. They had still uh, obviously designed great products, but now China and their wealth and the concerns about maybe we need more things built here domestically. Okay, and TMAC specifically, um, you know, we t- we touched a little bit on this, but when you say manufacturers, 
what industries are you targeting and who do you serve specifically? Yeah, that's a great question, Lisa. Actually, anyone in the manufacturing. So we, we have a really wide breadth of customers and products that we serve, but a lot of the strategies uh, apply and it's similar. There's quality management systems known as like ISO 9001, which really establishes kind of uh, management and execution principles. There's things such as the Toyota production systems or lean manufacturing. All of these apply to the various manufacturers. So we're assigned more to a region than a particular industry. So we reach all the way out west to San Angelo, up north all the way up to Waco, southeast to uh, Victoria. But our main metropolitan areas are Austin and San Antonio. And are there requirements manufacturers must meet to join the the to join your region's program, uh, such as number of employees or annual revenue? No, it, it, it's, uh, we work with the large organizations. It's a small. And again, there is a, a, a NACE code that's a qualifying element. So the government knows we assisted in actual manufacturers. That's a North American Industrial Supply Code. And there's a, a, a range of numbers that represent manufacturing companies. And so as long as they uh, have one of those NACE codes as associated with their D&B number, then we're able to uh, uh, work in the program. And, and what this... Uh, turns into is really more affordable pricing. So we receive dollars, which reduces our cost. And so our services are, uh, some of them are free and we do uh, tap into some grants, but for the most part we charge. So we charge for our training classes, we charge for our engagements. Maybe they would be a project uh, where we would look at their operations, make recommendations, work with their team to come up with better ways to do things. Um, But yes, we charge for our service. So it's kind of a partnership with our customers as well as the government, as well as as the Institute hosting this program. Open to all manufacturers. Open to all manufacturers. And we try to reach all manufacturers on different levels. So we sometimes do webinars. We do seminars that could be locally on site. It could be virtual now, which we've all gotten better at that. Maybe uh, too much of that at times. Uh, But then we uh, do training classes and we fill these classes with uh, participants or employees from the local companies, which really provides kind of a rich experience so that you can exchange ideas and learnings as we do our training in our classes. Okay, let's get into a little TMAC history. The South Central Field Office opened in 1995. How did it come to be located here on the SWRI campus? Sure. Um, We used to have a group of industrial engineers. And uh, when this opportunity, it was uh, an RFP put out on the street, as the government does when it looks for a host. So we actually paired up with three other entities and were part of the original proposal to create the Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center. So I mentioned the Manufacturing Extension Partnership, which is now 51 centers, which represents a center for each state plus Puerto Rico. So I guess the... Uh, RFP was on the street, and we were one of the original team members to cover the state of Texas. Texas is a big state. There's not really one entity that really can cover uh, locally well. So it really took a partnership also at the state level. So the University of Texas at Arlington is our current prime, but we also partner with other universities, include Texas Tech in the Lubbock area, UT El Paso for, you know, obviously in far west Texas. 
UT Rio Grande Valley down in the valley, South Texas, as well as the Teaks, part of the A&M system. And hopefully I'm, uh, University of Houston Clear Lake is now helping to serve the uh, Houston area as well as Lamar University in the Beaumont area. Uh, so I think I've, we mostly covered. Uh, hopefully I didn't leave anyone out. So Texas is very well covered with all these TMAC partners. Yeah. yeah. You know, again, with that mission to provide uh, local services, you know, because that's also an element of affordability. So you're not flying in a consultant from, say, Boston or New York. Here we're trying to, the program is designed to be local resources that helps with the efficiency and the affordability, as well as being able to build relationships. So, Okay, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the program courses. You mentioned consulting. So how many courses do you offer? What are attendees learning? Yeah, we, we uh, range from uh, uh, some of the basics of lean manufacturing or the Toyota production system. We also have a very successful program about uh, supervisors. Uh, it's called the Manufacturing Supervisor Certification Program, where we train kind of newly anointed uh, team members that have taken on a role of a group to, for leadership, and they may not receive all the skills. It's an opportunity to you know learn how to train someone how to lead someone, how to um, problem solve, how to work well in teams, et cetera. So how do you find your attendees? Where do, where do they come from? Yeah, that's a great question, Lisa. I guess as a, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll back up a little bit, you know, in, in contrast uh, to the, you know, the Institute has, who has customers, you know, sprinkled around the globe or in particular market sectors, we're an outreach program serving a local area around the Institute. And so, with that, we've kind of worked with some of the uh, organizations that were already established here. One of those was the San Antonio Manufacturers Association. Obviously, if we're here to serve manufacturers and they already have about 170 manufacturer members, it really made sense to partner with them. So we've had a long history of working with SAMA. And uh, so our training classes are put, you know, uh, promoted and, and work with them. Um, we have a strong relationship. And, and maybe another area to kind of speak to, we had such good success working with SAMA, we decided 10 years ago that we should start something up in Austin because Austin wasn't thought of as really a manufacturing town. It was more of a government, hippie technology town. Uh, so 10 years ago, we helped start the Austin Regional Manufacturers Association. We used some of our federal money to sponsor a gentleman named Ed Latson, who's still the president there. But in 10 years, that uh, organization has grown to 265 members with 200 manufacturers and membership there. So we work closely with them to roll out our programs, build relationships, and either do the training classes or find uh, really projects or consulting opportunities where we get a little deeper into the factory. So the program now has been going strong for almost 30 years, which speaks to its success. Uh, what kind of feedback are you getting about TMAC? Oh, I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing because the administrating administrative element of the Department of Commerce is NIST, which is the National Institute of Standards and Technology. NIST is known as for measuring time, weight, length. Well, when you have a program managed by NIST, they measure 
everything. So they measure our customers. In fact, every customer is surveyed with a multi-part survey uh, instrument. And so we get lots of feedback. And probably the most rewarding element of the feedback that we get is really that we've made an impact. You know, so those federal dollars are working. And in fact, they uh, through the independent third party, they measure for every dollar federal dollar, there's $16 returning back into the treasury. So it's a very impactful program. So Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure you have multiple examples, but could you tell us about a a success story, a time that maybe TMAC helped a manufacturing business succeed? Does one in particular or maybe more than one come to mind? Oh, uh, they're all over the map. Um, There was an educational testing company, maybe a non-traditional manufacturer, but uh, uh, we helped them lean out their processes and they went from having late test scores one year uh, to everyone was on time. And this is a national testing firm. So that was was based here in San Antonio. Uh, we work very closely with the smaller manufacturing companies to, you know, double their production with the same amount of people, those kind of uh, situations. As well, I think the most rewarding elements is uh, someone that goes through, say, our supervisor class, and we find out that not only did they were they successful at that level, but then they were quickly promoted to the next level. So those are probably in the individual success stories that we probably enjoy the most. So good feedback from those surveys and great results overall. So that's got to feel rewarding on many levels. Um, so as you mentioned, TMAC is a network affiliate of the Manufacturing Extension Partnership of the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Uh, is being part of this national network benefit beneficial for Texas manufacturers? Are you seeing maybe collaborations out of this uh, network? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, a very good question, and and that's, um, I guess, the design or the mission of being a, or, or part of a national network. They do share uh, proven materials, and. Um, with that, uh, it becomes efficient there too. Maybe another area for an example of that is um, cybersecurity. That's uh, on everyone's mind these days. And one of the elements, especially to participate in the Department of Defense's supply chain, is to have a, uh, a somewhat of an accreditation or, or you meet the elements of a compliance standard. And not to get into too many numbers, but there's something known as 800-171. So it's a it's a standard that NIST stood up, and uh, here they have a, a, a 51 centers that are working with small manufacturers, which are probably the most vulnerable in the whole kind of supply chain defense network. And so they've rolled out the standard and we've been able to help a a number of local manufacturers come into compliance and be able to bid on contracts based on on how they score themselves. It's a self-assessment, but even the Institute has gone through the same program. So we've got that built that skill set, and that came through being part of a national network. We didn't have to start from scratch. So there's a big day coming up. Manufacturing Day is on October 6th, and Manufacturing Day is a national celebration of manufacturing in America. And it's also an opportunity to highlight the contributions of manufacturing. So what does the day represent for you and TMAC, and how will you be celebrating? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, it's probably more important to, uh, obviously, me than many others. So um, yes, manufacturing, it's uh, it's been a running uh, national program to 
kind of put the spotlight on manufacturing and the, you know that it's uh, there are great opportunities and uh, open the doors and get a lot more exposure to what's really going on in manufacturing so we coordinate with the the San Antonio Manufacturers Association, the Austin Regional Manufacturing Association, and help, and as well as have a, a, a program typically at lunchtime talking about advancements in robotics. So we open our doors here at the Institute, provide a tour of what robots can do and how they're a great useful tool. Um, but yeah, the other businesses here locally and those two metropolitan areas typically open their doors, provide opportunities for tours for both teachers and students to come and learn more. And we get a, a kind of a, a real mix of all kinds of people that come by and take a look. So you've touched on many times how there are so many opportunities available. And so for young people figuring out career options, um, what educational pathways lead to a successful manufacturing career? What should they be learning now? Yeah, that, uh, that's a great question. And then I'll probably take it to another uh, nonprofit that I'm involved with. But first, you know, what skill sets? Someone who's willing to work hard. Someone that works in teams is really important. The ability to work with others. Uh, someone that likes to solve problems, uh, someone that likes to find better ways to do things, uh, folks that like to work with their hands, also people that uh, don't mind working with technology. All of those kind of fit a really good role and can really thrive in a manufacturing uh, company. So I like that you said, you know, sometimes you just need some technical training and then you can get in there and start your manufacturing career. And sometimes it's a little higher level, maybe when you're working with the robotics or that aspect of the manufacturing. Mm -hmm. But really, it sounds like there's something um, at all skill levels in, in manufacturing. So you can start straight out of high school or maybe not even finish. There are also dual credit programs here with the Alamo Colleges. Uh, St. Phillips College hosts the uh, uh, academies in which you can, as a junior and senior, it's a dual credit program, and you can graduate high school with 34 credit hours towards your associate's degree in manufacturing. There's also an equivalent in aerospace and cybersecurity. So there's a lot of pathways to get into, uh, hit the ground running in a manufacturing operation. Uh, Toyota is a big supporter of the academies. There's also Texas Fame, which is another program that uh, uh, provides training very affordable, if not free. Yes. So a lot of great opportunities. And one of the, uh, and I briefly mentioned that I'm involved in a nonprofit, A-Teams. It's the Alliance for Technology, Education, and Applied Math and Science. So that's a long acronym that basically is designed to help teachers provide them exposure to what the opportunities. Um, The thinking there is if you can influence uh, a teacher and their lessons plans to, you know, real world world examples on how to use math and how to apply that in a career, then we could influence students. So one teacher can influence 150 students each year. So it's a very scalable solution. So this is uh, this A-Teams program, which is a nonprofit, is funded by the Texas Workforce Commission, not, not, not an education program, but the workforce really is recognizing there's such a need 
to uh, to fill. It's such a gap uh, that they're trying to really influence our educators. And so this program is a one one week experience. The teachers receive a five hundred dollar stipend, and they get exposure to three different companies. So we toured New Star. We toured the institute has hosted three different groups of teachers, and they went through our chemistry department. Uh, they went through our autonomous vehicle or cybersecurity associated with vehicles, probably some of the other topics on, on your program. And uh, anyway, that gains some exposure to really kind of steer their lesson plans. And uh, anyway, that's another rewarding uh, career and we get to tour these plants. So. Yeah, that's a really interesting way of, of ultimately reaching the student and helping them realize what's out there for them. So are you saying that the teachers... Um, once the teacher is aware of these opportunities, they can then share that with their students. But is there more to it as far as um, how how they're teaching the kids? Yeah, I guess it's twofold. One is that uh, really to maybe influence a maybe a, a young person that's really not so good on the books or, or is distracted, but they work with their hands and they're intuitive and they ask questions and they want to make things happen. Um, maybe a teacher can then influence them towards a manufacturing career and also explain to them, you know, uh, manufacturing is really fighting that stigma of the dull, dirty, and dangerous sort of occupation. But, you know, again, with the technologies and tools and computers and automation, there's really fantastic opportunities and they pay well. And if as more that we influence teachers to uh, explain to our young people that there are good careers, you know, and the te- uh, really some of the parents, it's hard to get access to a parent to try to lead their kids in, uh, as an alternative path. But if the teachers can, uh, maybe that will be part of the solution. Uh, that's great. Showing them the value in, in manufacturing and, mm-hmm. and the opportunities there. So we've been focusing on uh, the South Central region. Obviously, we're in San Antonio, Texas. So we're talking Mm -hmm. about opportunities in and around San Antonio and Texas. But there really are these types of opportunities across the country. So what is your advice for somebody not in Texas? Who should they reach out to? Where do you think is a good place to start to find out about uh, their opportunities in their area? Yeah, if they want to take advantage of the equivalent to the TMAC program, Texas Manufacturing Assistance Center. It's a good question because every state has a different branding. So Texas had partnership with the state of Texas. And so every, and since you're involved in marketing and communications, we have a branding challenge. Every state has a different title to their center. And so really you should go maybe do a Google for NIST and MEP, and then it comes up with a map and you can click down and find the respective center and uh, for resources in your respective state. So again, um, NIST uh, stands for the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and MEP is Manufacturing Extension Partnership. So that's great advice. Look those up and see where uh, they connect in your state. Yeah, for yeah. Your You'll find a map. You can click on your state and drill down to the local office uh, for your, you know, to tap into some of these uh, programs, resources, webinars, et cetera. Yeah. Okay, great. So, uh, so let's getting back to TMAC now, what is your favorite part of managing the center and conducting these courses? It's, it's very rewarding, I guess, uh, in the fact that, we're, you know, it's got a great mission to 
help people and help organizations. So, you know, the training programs as they build skills is always kind of teaching element. Um, when it turns into results, that's very rewarding. And then also I like uh, interfacing with the local community. Sometimes the same people we help, you know, on during the day we run into in ball games or our kids programs. One of my biggest customers actually was another father of a father-daughter program. So, you know, the fact that it is local and the travel is very manageable, that's mm-hmm. kind of maybe a, a perk by focusing on on a local program. But yeah, it's it's a rewarding on all those levels. So what does the future hold for manufacturing? Can you look into the crystal ball there? What do you foresee? Well, um, in Central Texas, despite um, everything else, or, or maybe better said is that we're seeing a real resurgence a lot of companies are locating here in the San Antonio, Seguin, New Braunfels, San Marcos, Austin, Cedar Park, Georgetown. There's tremendous opportunity right now. Tesla is an example of a new employer. They hired 10,000 employees within the last 12 months. So there's tremendous opportunity. Every manufacturer is struggling to find all the talent they need so that's where that's the opportunity really for young people you know the you can start a career and and for example here at the institute we have lots of engineers and some would argue that an engineer that may have taken a longer pathway actually maybe got their uh, toes wet by actually participating in a factory or a manufacturing company and applying technology before just going straight through school makes it probably a a more robust engineer so yeah Uh, getting that hands-on experience hands-on experience is is valuable making things so i'm listening to all these opportunities here in our region i'm you're going to get people moving here it sounds like (laughs) we we want them you know although that hurts the uh, congestion and the traffic around uh, here but yeah yeah, i-35 which is the main highway between austin and san antonio is, is just cannot keep up with the traffic flow and home prices are elevating but again you can there are great opportunities so what is the main takeaway today what would you like listeners to remember about manufacturing uh i guess a couple there's you know it's not the dull dirty profession of past great opportunities at any uh uh, level Uh, if you're looking for a career uh, and you can go many different directions yeah consider manufacturing um i guess maybe another takeaway is that there's great programs out there, uh, such as TMAC or the Manufacturing Extension Partnership. There's programs that can provide training or consulting service affordably. And then maybe uh, finally, there's also great educational programs out there. Um, the Texas Workforce Commission, Ready to Work. There's there's a lot of programs trying to address that, the, that gap in talent. You know, unemployment is very low. And at least in Texas, we're again kind of struggling to keep up so and there's a lot of dollars to for training so there's with that lots of opportunities yeah i love all this talk about opportunity and the value in all types of skill level and how you can just uh look for your local manufacturing manufacturer and pop in and and learn something new and maybe start a whole new career yes absolutely 
All right. Well, great discussion today on a topic that impacts our lives every day. Thank you, Bill, for helping us learn more about manufacturing and TMAC at SWRI. Ah, Lisa, thank you for your time. And thank you to our listeners for learning along with us today. You can hear all Technology Today episodes and see photos and complete transcripts at podcast.swri.org. Remember to share our podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Want to see what else we're up to? Connect with Southwest Research Institute on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Check out the Technology Today magazine at technologytoday.swri.org. And now is a great time to become an SWRI problem solver, visit our career page at swri.jobs. Ian McKinney and Brian Ortiz are the podcast audio engineers and editors. I am producer and host Lisa Pena. Thanks for listening.